Whether you're an elite martial artist, professional athlete, entrepreneur, or even just a parent, um, all of us could use a better understanding of how to use our intuition and our insight to better our lives in every aspect of our life. Uh, my guest today is my very good friend, Tim Ed Kellogg, licensed professional counselor and owner of Intuitive Insight, uh, who can tell us today about how to connect the different personalities in our lives to better understand ourselves, our situations, and to approach problems in life with more clarity. Check it out. All right, guys, welcome to episode two of the Biony Warrior podcast. I am your host, Guru Mike Panna, a founder and chief instructor of Biony Warrior Martial Arts Academy uh, here in the Dallas, Texas area. Um, and in today's episode, we'll be speaking to my very close friend, Tim Edkilog. Now, uh, just a little bit about Tim. Tim is one of my oldest friends. I've known Tim since 2004. Uh, we actually met at the rec center at Seton Hall University in South Orange, New Jersey, uh, which is our old stomping grounds. Tim is the founder of Intuitive Insight, an online counseling service based in the state of New Jersey. Uh, Tim's goal is to provide counseling services based on the needs of the individual and has partnered with several outlets to provide online counseling, online brain injury management, licensure supervision, and agency training. He strives to bring mental health, wellness, and awareness not just through Intuitive Insight, but to everyone one piece of insight at a time. Over the course of his career in mental health and counseling, Tim has worked with many different populations and issues, including anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, other mood disorders, personality disorders, adjustment issues, trauma, PTSD, brain injury, and much more. Tim has also worked with individuals regarding relationships, family, career, and young adult transition issues. Now, the reason why I chose Tim as my very first interview for this podcast is because I firmly believe that what Tim is doing is really aligned with we, what we at Biani Warrior strive to do. Uh, you know, a lot of people think of martial arts simply as a physical activity, when in reality, it's 99% mental. I mean, everything that we do requires strategy, it requires thinking, and it also requires the ability to work through emotions, to work through fear, to work through sadness, to work through anger, and to be able to control ourselves and to identify uh, our emotions as they happen so that we can solve problems in a much smoother and a much clearer way. All right, guys, so without further ado, here's my interview with my good friend, Tim Edkilog. Here's my guest, Tim Edkilog, licensed professional counselor. Uh, hey, Tim, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Mark, how you doing, man? I'm glad to be on the show. Thank you so much. I'm, being, I'm very, very honored. All right, brother. Well, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to start this off with, uh, before we get into uh, what Intuitive Insight's all about, um, how about we get into a little bit about your background, where you're from, uh, what caused you and what inspired you to start Intuitive Insight? Okay, sounds good. Uh, well, I'm actually, I actually was born in the Philippines. I was born in Manila, and uh, I, was, I lived there for eight years or so, and then my, uh, my dad and my mom finally decided, my dad was working overseas, and finally had an opportunity to come to the United States and uh, petition for his family to come and uh, live with him. And that's when I left the Philippines at eight years old and came to the United States in New Jersey. And uh, that's where, that's a lot. So a lot of my background is based on understanding kind of an Eastern Filipino culture and then kind of tempering it with a Western, more American type of culture. So it's, it's, it's weird. You can kind of, for a lot of people, I'm sure they can say, who have experienced that, they can say, oh, there are times when I can think in the way my old, my home culture thinks, and then the way my, my, where I'm living, my current culture thinks. So it's like two streams of thought, two streams of thought. 
Like, oh, this is the this is the Filipino side that will be talking, and then this is the American side that is thinking. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Um, but what basically inspired me to start um, getting into counseling, honestly, is uh, I don't know if you're aware of that show, Law and Order SVU. Oh yeah, man, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's one person on that show that really inspired me, and that is Dr. George Wong, played by the actor B.D. Wong, awesome, um, yeah. the psychiatrist. Totally, yeah. Mainly, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's just, he had this way of talking to the, some of the characters on the show, and he just made them think more about their own stuff, and then think, and then, uh, about, um, the, the uh, victims and then the perpetrators as well. There was something about how he did stuff that really inspired me. Um, and really a lot of it, from what I gathered, from how he did it, he was really trying to learn about the holistic relationship between our current actions, our biology, our history, and our motivations and expectations. So I kind of grabbed onto that. And later on in my career, when I, when I um, actually more recently, I was told that you remind me of Dr. George Huang from Law and Order SVU. So I took that as a real personal compliment. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great, dude. That's cool. Well, yeah, so like, let's talk about more about what you do with Intuitive Insights. So, you know, I've seen your website. I've seen your blogs. Um, it's very, very, um, you know, it seems very um, uh, reflective. Very almost like this very uh, holistic approach. It's not just you know listening to people's problems. It seems to me that you're really digging deep and teaching people how to look within themselves to be more self-aware, to be more reflective. So let's talk about intuitive insight and uh, you know what makes it different uh, than other counseling companies out there. Oh sure, I mean with intuitive insight, I, the thing for me, I, I believe the big difference for me is that I'm trying to meet people where they are. I'm trying to provide care for the places where they are or in some cases where they don't want to go. So let's put it like this. There's still a lot of stigma in terms of mental health, um, trying to seek services for yourself. If you are in a position where you're just not sure what you're going to do or what to do or what you're experiencing, there's still a lot of stigma for trying to go out and reach help, reach out for help because of the fact that, well, it's just, it's just not seen as I've seen it's seen it's seen as weak, mm-hmm. or it's seen as um, oh you're not strong enough to deal with your own issues. And my perspective on that is, when is it not strong to know that you need help with something? Right. As a kid, you're taught by your parents if you need help with something, I want you to do the best that you possibly can. And if you really need help, come to us, and I will help. Well, come to one of us, and we will help you. We will guide you to what you have to do. And it's the same. It's the same mentality. When you're an adult, and you know, I, I serve more than adults, but if you're an adult or whatever, you're older. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you feel like you don't have anybody who wants to, have, who can help you, or you feel ashamed to ask for help, then you're, there's a high chance you're going to feel stagnant. And if you feel stagnant, you're going to be in the same place. If you're going to be in the same place, you're not necessarily looking at growth. You're just looking to tread water. So a lot of what I do is trying to meet. These, this need online. That means through the internet, through online counseling, through video, um, video conferencing, through text-based platforms, podcasts, videos, blogs, anything that I can do to try and show that trying to understand that seeking help for whatever you're experiencing isn't weakness. Actually, it's really more that you are trying to understand yourself and you're trying to, you're willing yourself to have some kind of self-improvement. But there's still a strong stigma, and my goal is to show that it's not a stigma to try and find help for yourself. 
No, absolutely. I totally agree with that because, you know, especially with Bayani Warrior Martial Arts, we, you know, our whole thing is teaching people how to be not only these individuals who can protect themselves in a street fight or in a, you know, in a violent situation, but more importantly, it's about being uh, resilient. And I, be, I, think, and I think you'd agree with this. Uh, being resilient, a big part of that is understanding where you're at emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So let's talk about that. Like, how do you think uh, Intuitive Insight, with your method of counseling, your take on the counseling um, field, um, how do you think uh, this can help, say, somebody like in our position, maybe a martial artist, for instance, or someone who's practicing a combat sport, maybe a professional athlete even, who, like you were saying, there is a somewhat of a stigma for people seeking out counseling. Um, how can this uh, be of a benefit to someone who is a, either a professional athlete, police officer, uh, martial artist, whatsoever. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, I think one of the big things that come to me, and I know one of the big things that it's right in your, it's right with your uh, site and what you're trying to do, is to live a warrior lifestyle. Now, if you really kind of think about it, and wow, I'm going to get all biblical and historical on you right now, but if you think about it, what happens, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there was a, there was um. There was a practice, I believe, um, with um, with the Jewish warriors way, way, way back um, in the Old Testament, I guess you could say, where they purposely separate themselves after battle for seven days from the rest of the community. Mm. And what was those seven days used for? Cleanse to get once, once, once again right back into balance, get become mindful again of the present situation. Because when you're in battle. You see horrible things. You see limbs getting torn off. You see people dying all around you. It's gonna take you a minute to kind of get to kind of get back into the swing of things. It's kind of difficult to get, to just go right back into oh I just I just went ahead and I, I I was fighting for my people and then next thing you know and you turn around you know thirty seconds later and say so what's for dinner let's go and eat something okay I'm gonna go back and do what I normally do around the house. Mm-hmm. It, it's gonna take a little more than just thirty minutes to kind of transition from one mindset like that, one where you're focused, you're focusing all of your energy and your, um, your intention on um, protecting yourself and protecting others or, or helping your comrades to going back into more of a domestic kind of situation. Right. So a lot, of, a lot of what I believe in counseling is about understanding ourselves, creating awareness and insight for ourselves. In a warrior mindset, I kind of look at it like sharpening your mind, your emotions, and your knowledge about yourself. Mm-hmm. One example I kind of think about like this. I will, sometimes I think every person has blind spots, emotionally, mentally, physically. Usually when we have a blind spot, we have an emotional, let's think of it like this. You have an emotionally wrenching situation that we are most fearful of. For some individuals, it could be um, that they are not strong enough. For some, it might be um, what if I'm, you know, my, my, my significant other or my family, you know, who's going to protect them if I'm not there, you know, who's going to protect them, you know, in, in these kind of situations. And what happens is if you give into it, if you don't practice this and if you don't try to meet it and confront it, there's a higher chance that if you are in a situation, you're more likely to, um, you're more likely to, to react negatively to it. You see all those movies um, where the bad guy tries to say something like, what about your family? And then the good guys try trying really hard to focus on the task at hand and understand that, you know, this is just, this is just a psychological mind game. Yet 
for a lot of people, when you use your biggest fear against them, a lot of the times we react to that. And that's what, and that's what it is. It's about understanding that, hey, they're through, they're utilizing an emotional situation for you. It's understanding that there is a difference between your emotion mind and your logical mind. And then actually, and these are two separate things and you have to use them together to become, to create mindful decisions. Um, for example, right? Mm -hmm. If you're trying to be, if you're training your mind to be keenly aware of what your emotion and your, what your emotions are and what your blind spots are, let's just say my blind spot is, um, my blind spot is, um, let's just say my blind spot is, uh, um, I'll, I'll be very upfront with you. My blind spot is, um, um, you know, um, something bad happening to us, to a significant other, right? That's a blind spot to me. Mm -hmm. Yet I have to be able to understand, okay, I have to be able to confront that and understand that, okay, I'm actually getting flushed thinking about it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm feeling hot. I'm feeling sweaty. I'm feeling my heart is pulsing like 100 miles an hour right now. That's what I'm honestly feeling. And this is an example of emotion mind. I'm basing things on emotion mind right now. But I'm seeing that. I'm being aware of it. And I'm thinking in my mind, logically, okay, this is something that I'm afraid of, but let's think beyond, beyond just this fear. What are the things that, what are the other options that can happen? Number one, if I'm around, if I'm here, if I'm here and I'm, and if I'm here, my significant other will be okay. If for some reason something happens to me, my significant other will be okay. If something, if, if there's, if other things happen, she will be okay. He will be okay. So right now, I'm using my logic to kind of calm myself down. Then I think and say, okay, mindfully, here's what I believe. That still is a fear for me. But I know I've looked at it. I've, I've made my actions. I've made my behaviors in a certain way. So that way, it minimizes the effect of an emotional situation for me. Now, if that isn't how you train your mind and your emotions to be as strong as you possibly can be, I don't know what is. Well, that's awesome because I, I think that's really cool, especially when you brought up the uh, that um, period of cleansing of the Jewish warriors back in the day. You know, that ability to <clears throat> transition from you know combat to civilian life again. I know there's a lot of talk of that in the news, but I mean, just the idea of just having that process, having protocols in place to get your mind right, to make sure that your mind is right, to deal with whatever task is at hand, and taking that beyond just having those protocols, but understanding that they're based in self-awareness, understanding exactly what, you're, what, what triggers you, uh, what, what motivates you, what scares you, you know, all these little things. And I think that, you know, especially coming from a, um, a martial artist point of view, a warrior point of view, you know, every single day, especially, you know, I, I'm, I'm, we all play many roles, right? So, you know, we, uh, you and I are both uh, husbands. You know, I just became a father. Uh, I'm also a martial arts teacher. I'm a businessman. I'm a school teacher. You know, we have all these different personalities going on. And so when you're talking about self-awareness, you know, I want to kind of talk about this a little bit. How do you, or how do you take the time to take, the, basically, how do you take the time to kind of isolate each of those uh, parts of your personality? And how do you cultivate that sense of self-awareness for each thing? Or do you just essentially connect all of them? Do you find a way to connect all of them and just kind of, you know, holistically um, isolate, uh, holistically take care of each of them? Yeah, that's a really, wow, that's a really good question. And I get asked that a lot, actually. Oftentimes, it comes down to whether or not you feel you're compartmentalizing too much 
or whether or not you're being who you are ultimately, um, you know, you're combining all of this to be who you are transparently. Let me put it to you like this, right? I very much understand the importance of being able to compartmentalize different aspects of our lives. For example, in many situations, we don't want our work to affect our home life, and we don't want our home life to affect our work. We wouldn't want our social life to affect, you know, um, a certain aspect of, an, of another certain, another aspect of our lives. But the but the the interesting part is that all of these do. So it's less about trying to be trying to compartmentalize. It's understanding that okay, it's like a let me put it like this. It's like you know you have a different persona. You have a different role to play in each and every situation that you are in. When you're at home, you play the role of not just father and husband, but also, um, let's see, dishwasher, garbage, um, garbage um, and recycling person, who's, you know, garbage and recycling guy who throws out stuff. Um, you play a role of, um, you know, a handyman at times. You play a role of father. You play a role of husband. You play a role of host when you have guests over there's so many different roles that we create but ultimately all we there's there are slow there are small differences in these roles but what doesn't change character your personality who you are as a person doesn't change rather it reflects the different roles that you embody into your life my perspective is as much as you need to compartmentalize yourself and your roles and all the things that we do each and every day one thing should always um, should always be transparent. It's who we are as people and who our character is. Are we, are, you know, that we're trying to do the best for ourselves, trying to do the best for society, trying to do the best for other people. That is what should be transparent. So compartmentalization versus transparency, that some, most people think it doesn't go together, but it does. It just depends on how transparent you want yourself to be in all the different roles you have. And how much and how much you want to compartmentalize, or how little you want to compartmentalize, um, as you need. No, it's absolutely, not. Absolutely, yeah. It's not set in stone. It's kind of like it's like a seesaw, you know. Like sometimes it's it's like all right. Sometimes it's this. Sometimes it's more transparent. Sometimes it's more compartmentalization. If you're in, if you are in a, if you have friends over, you're more likely to be more transparent about yourself than if you're in a room full of strangers, you know, doing something. Correct. Right. So it's it it's really more like a um, uh, what is it? It's like a yeah, it's like a seesaw. You know, sometimes it'll be more, sometimes it'll be other. It's up to you to decide and understand. Okay, here's the situation that plays into, into effect right now. What type of how how transparent should I be? How much should I compartmentalize? And that that depends on you. So that's interesting because you know, like I think. You know, I, I just came back from a, a big training weekend last week. You know, I, my, one of my teachers was fortunate to fly into town. Uh, he just happened to be here for a wedding. And so, you know, I got a chance to train with him for a while. My guy got a chance to train with him. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, yesterday I went to another training event uh, as a fundraiser for a uh, superior of mine in the Sayakali system. And so, you know, seeing, like, all these guys, you know, tough martial arts guys, uh, really interested in this warrior lifestyle stuff. I think what's really interesting about, what, you know, what, kind of the connection between from what we're doing, what you're doing, is that there's a sense of we want to be better versions of ourselves. That sense of that commitment to that excellence. So when it comes to that self-development, when it comes to that sense of, you know, for me personally, like I want to be the best, not only the best martial arts teacher, the best combatant, the best fighter I can be, but I also want to be the best father I can be, the best husband I can be. And so 
with your take on counseling, with your approach to it, how can we, whether martial artists or not, how can we utilize that sense of intuitive insight to make ourselves more excellent in everything that we do? Oh, you actually hit the nail on the head for me because that's one of the most important things to keep in mind Mm -hmm. is number one, we always want to be the best version of ourselves. The interesting part is, the interesting question and the interesting part here is that what does the best version of yourself mean? Does that mean some future time in which you will be the best father, be be the best martial artist? Is it a goal of I'm going to win these X amount of trophies, this I'm going to be. I'm going to win Father of the Year. I'm going to. I'm going to do this, that, or the other. The thing is, with being the best version of ourselves, I very, very much highly, highly incorporate that into my counseling style. But the interesting part is, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be the best of you in the future. You only have to be the best of you right now. Take each moment, this specific moment, each and every day. What are you doing to be the best version of yourself right now? If you take those different compartments, those compartmentalizations, today, what's the best, in what way are you being the best version of yourself as a martial artist right now? Maybe you might answer that by saying, well, I trained this morning. Great. That's good. You did the best, you're being the best version of yourself today. As a father, oh, I went home and I I made sure to have a little bit of one-on-one time with with my with my with my uh, with my with my with my child, great! You're doing the best version. You're being the best version of a father you can right now. All these different compartments. It's not necessarily about getting to the end goal. It's about being and having an understanding that what matters is what you do right now. So, and even if you don't have an opportunity to be the best version of yourself today, it doesn't mean you don't have another opportunity when the another opportunity that comes up tomorrow or the next day, or the next moment when you, have an, when you have these things come up. A lot of intuitive insight is about understanding when these moments happen, when you have an opportunity to be the best version of yourselves. And then you, as a person, make that choice. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to choose to be the best version of myself right now by training, by learning how to, you know, I'm sure you've done this already, learning how to do a diaper, learning how to do this, learning how to do that. I'm, I'm going to start focusing on making sure my son has a, has, a, um, has a college fund. All of those different small things, when you realize that those opportunities come up for you and you decide, yes, you know what, I'm going to be the best version of myself right now, that's what real intuitive insight is. It's about knowing when things come up, being aware when opportunities come up. And if you don't have a chance to become the best version of yourself, it doesn't mean that you're not a good person or you're, you're worse off. It just means, you know what, you, for that specific time, you didn't have a chance to climb the, you didn't have a chance to climb the ladder one extra rung. Does that mean that your the ladder is cut off from you? Absolutely not. You're going to have more opportunities each and every day to climb that ladder to be able to be the best version of yourself. So what matters is each and every day you take that chance and you take an opportunity to do that. Guess what? You look back and say, "Wow, I've actually climbed pretty high up on my ladder." Okay, I can see that now, right. but we never look at it. We never look at it in this way because all we're looking at is up. We never look. We all we look at is up, down, but never just the next step. That's like, that's so true. So let me ask you this. So 
I think one of the things that I'm interested in, you know, especially with the, you know, I've only been a dad now for four months. Uh, you know, I've been a martial arts teacher most of my life, most of my teenage years, my young adult life, now, you know, being in my 30s. Um, you know, so there's a lot of, like you were saying, there's different roles that we all play. Uh, let's talk about transition, right, from personality to personality or role to role. You know, I noticed this, and I've actually spoken to a lot of fellow martial arts teachers who are also parents and, you know, husbands and, you know, uh, businessmen and things like that. Uh, you know, we all, we're not just one thing. We obviously, we have many hats we have to wear every day. Um, so let's talk about transitioning from one hat, so, you know, so to say, than the other. So let's say you, like, for instance, one of the transitions that I had to go through recently, um, you know, I went from being this guy who would, you know, travel across the country, you know, teaching basically, you know, three hours a night, six days a week, to training four times a day, six to seven days a week. So I was in this mode of just constant training, constant teaching, just in this kind of constant mode. And then I entered a phase in my life where, you know, I got married, and now that I have a son, you know, now I'm noticing that my energy is kind of going into this other direction. Not to say that, you know, I don't have any passion for what I was doing before, but now I've had to adjust it. So obviously I can't be training three times a day. Um, you know, I'm training maybe once or twice a day, uh, five days a week as opposed to six or seven. So let's talk about, you know, transitioning from one phase of life to the other. How can someone do that in a smoother way or at least in a, in a way that connects those stages of life in a much cleaner and smoother way? Connecting the, well, with any kind of transition, there's always this fear. This fear because, this innate fear because transition means change. And as people, as humans, as creatures, right? We are uh, we are a species. We are we we like we like our routine. We like the way things are. The only time there there's this there's this um, there's a whole word called homeostasis. It's like all right, this is our homeostasis for the longest time. From your experience, you might have had this homeostasis where okay, I was martial artist first, and then boyfriend, uh, boyfriend, uh, and fiance second. And then you realize it changes. Okay. It might change from, it might change a little bit more. Does that mean though that you're not, you're, you're any less of a martial artist? Not necessarily. It just means now that you're transitioning into a position where your, your energies have to go into different ways. And sometimes innately we hate that because we know because anytime there's a change to the homeostasis, there's a family systems perspective that's been taught to me over the years. If there is a change in the homeostasis, the people inside the homeostasis, if they agree with the change, they're going to actively like try to make the change and actively try to incorporate the change into the homeostasis. If they are resistant against it, meaning they, there's something about them that they really don't want, then they won't, they won't do that. So when you're transitioning from in your all your different lifestyles, your different life roles, there's a part of you that realizes, I want this to be part of my life. I want this to be part of my homeostasis. I want my wife to be part of this. I want my son to be part of this. But it doesn't mean that in your homeostasis that being a martial art artist is any less. It's just something you have to you have, it's just something you also you have to continue to build around. Let me put it like this. Have you stopped training at all since you became a father, since you became a husband? Absolutely. Are you still training? Not. Yeah, it's, it's tra the training has changed. Um, I'm not able to, of course, fly out as much at this point. 
in my life, but I am definitely training pretty much every single day. I'm teaching guys locally, teaching guys within the area. So that hasn't really changed. So yeah, I think you're right in the sense that trends, it's not necessarily that it's changing. It's just, it's kind of evolving into something else. Or, Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. I use that word a lot. I hate the word change. The reason why I hate the word change is it implicitly implies that it's going to happen like that. I like to use the word evolve in this because oftentimes we, it takes more than just a day to see this happening. And you said, you, you hit upon the right word. It's not so much that it's, it's, it's changing in the sense that you're still training every day, but you still are part of it. The interesting said, thing you said too is, I can't travel as much anymore. Yet, at the same time, what are the, what are the ways that you're evolving how to, tra- how to train? You're doing more videos on the Bionic Warrior video, video channel. You're doing a podcast. You're, you're doing more things. Uh, to get the word out there. So you're training, you're training every day martial arts for you in the way that works for you, yet you're also evolving how you're, you are, you are, you are um, channeling all of this training into different realms. Now, is one-on-one training or training three days a week or six days a week for three hours a night, is that maybe that was your jam and that's what you really like to do, yet you still have a chance to do it. Because, but now because of all your other responsibilities as father, as um, you know, as the the creator of Bionic Warrior, as a husband, we understand that okay, maybe it's less about trying, maybe it's less about working hard to do all of this all at once. It's more about working smart and evolving how I do things, so that way I can still have a chance to do a little bit of everything that I want to do. That's awesome, man. I really appreciate that. So, like, since we're running out on time, we're, we're kind of getting close to the end here. Uh, let me ask you this real quick. So, um, you know, I met you in a training context. You know, I think the first time yes. we met each other, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast on my early recording of it, but, uh, you know, we actually, I think we sparred and I punched you really hard yes. <laughs> in the face. So, let's talk about, you know, how, what it, for, for, for one thing, I'd like to know from you, in your own words, uh, what does it mean to be a hero? in your community, as well as what does it mean to be a warrior in your community? Okay. Well, for me, when you think, that, when you think of the context of hero, you think someone who is going to come into a burning building and save your life, or you have all these archetypes of what a hero is. For me, a hero and a warrior is the same thing. A hero and a warrior is someone who is able to, under, who really understands themselves, understands their strengths, understands their limitations, understands that if they have, if they reach a limitation, it's okay to reach out and 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 find new skills to overcome that limitation. But most of most of all is being able to be transparent of who you are as a person. At the end of the day, if you are a person who tries to do the best that you can for yourself, for your loved ones, for your community your family, and all of that, that is, that in itself is a hero and a warrior. You're not trying to go, you're trying to go, you're, you're not trying to, you're not trying to hurt people, you're not trying to purposely demean people, you know, things like that happen every single day. But if you do the best that you can to, I'm, gosh, to do the best that you can to make sure that you are living your life to the best of your ability and, you know, and also trying to help others along the way, being willing to help others along the way. Does it have to be your job to help people along the way? No. People have to be willing to come out and reach out to you for help, and you have to be willing to let them know, hey, okay, that's perfectly fine. I can definitely help you with this. And understanding those limitations. There are going to be times when people reach out way too much, and you realize it's no longer about being helped. It's more about being dependent. Being able to understand all of that and being able to know that, hey, 
I'm just, I'm doing the best that I can for myself, for my family, for my community, and bringing everybody else up with you by leading your life in a, in a way of example rather than just saying things. That to me is what a hero and what a warrior is. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And bro, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, uh, absolutely. I know, I know it's taken a while to get us together to do this, but man, despite all the technical difficulties, it all came through. So man, thank you for being my uh, very first podcast interview. And oh, wow. Uh, I am very honored if that's the case. Absolutely, yes. brother. Yeah, you're the first guy I thought about, you know. So I mean, uh, yeah, definitely give my regards to the wife. Uh, definitely be in touch, man. We'll definitely be doing this again soon. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. Take care, man. Have a good one and good luck on everything. Absolutely, brother. Take care, man. Thank you. Take care. That was my interview with my good friend, Tim Edkilog, licensed professional counselor and founder of Intuitive Insight Counseling. Uh, you can learn more about Tim's work at intuitiveinsightcounseling.com. And guys, thank you so much for checking out episode two of the Bionian Warrior podcast. I look forward to seeing you in future episodes. Take care, God bless, and be the Bionian in your life.